I'm Greta Kavia, host and founder of Masbanda Has a Podcast. To really help the podcast grow, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. So welcome to the process of creating. Um, please introduce yourself, your craft, and anything else. Totally. Hi, my name is Michael Rashan. I'm originally from Aganya, Guam, by Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm a military brat who was raised overseas in the Philippines and Japan, and currently I'm based in New York and LA at the moment. Lenork, as one of my best friends calls it. And uh, right now I act and I write for a living. Nice. That's so exciting. Wow. Yes. Japan, I'm so jealous. I'd love to visit Japan one, once in my life. It's a beautiful place. My um, my parents were both in the Air Force, mm-hmm. and um, I spent a good portion of my childhood till about like 11 or 12 um, in like Southeast Asia and parts of Southeast Asia. And uh, yeah, just sort of like moving around every two years. Yeah. Um, living sort of a nomadic uh, lifestyle in a way. So um, looking back on it, I was super fortunate to have that experience yeah. for sure. 100%, 100%. Okay, so before we get into the nitty gritty of who is Michael and his process, <laughs> first question. <laughs> um, if you could have three historical figures as your imaginary friends, mm. who would they be? And just to throw a spanner in the works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's a zombie apocalypse. And you, you, they have to help you. They have to have a special skill. So who would, is your original three still the same? Um, hell yeah, you know. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> hell yeah, yes, absolutely, without a doubt. Okay, who are they? So I'm going to start from the youngest to the oldest, um, because they actually sort of ended up being that way when I like thought about them. But so the first one would be Basquiat, for sure. His special skill is obviously being a painter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in terms of like why Basquiat, I mean, mm. Bosky was a child prodigy. Um, he was an artist who never played by the rules, but he made them up as he went. Yeah. Um, the kid like never sacrificed his own artistry or morality while in his own individual process. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, but he's like the coolest motherfucker out there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a rebel and a misfit, and you could not categorize him into one box at all. Um, yeah. I think Bosky was also sort of an underdog who sort mm-hmm. of paved his own lane and which is why he's still so relevant today and mm-hmm. because of that like he never sacrificed himself and I think that's why a lot of people um, identify with his work is because he was like solely just like about what he was doing without mm-hmm. sacrificing um, society standards of what were imposed on him. Exactly. Um, my second would be James Baldwin writer of the most, one of the most famous novels, Giovanni's Room, um, mm-hmm. and also A Fire a fire Next Time. And uh, he was a queer black man who was, in my opinion, like way beyond his time. Mm-hmm. Jimmy is a man who never minced his words and didn't care whether his rhetoric or truth, his version of truth made you feel uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. He was a man who knew that in order for his own gift to be taken seriously, he picked up his bags and moved to Europe to live quote unquote free as a black man and to grow into the man that he would eventually become mm-hmm. and then glorified uh, when he came back to the States. So without a doubt, um, 
he's a genius, a literary genius, and uh, someone who is similar to Bosky, just really unapologetic about what he believed in and mm -hmm. use what he believed in to. Uh, I think with Jimmy, he really incited and made people, um, he was like sort of an irritator of people um, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. he held up the mirror to um, to things that were not comfortable for people to look at. Um, yeah. So yeah, without a doubt, Jimmy Baldwin. And uh, my third would be Secretary General for the UN, Kofi Annan. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. And I would say uh, Kofi because in my opinion, I think Kofi Annan was the true embodiment of unbiased humanity mm -hmm. his time working at the UN. Um, his walk on earth was one of true grace and humility, and mm -hmm. he led others to do so, no matter their race or creed or gender. Um, I also think that he was one of the very few humans whose life service, like whose life's work was in service. Service yeah. for the greater good, service for a better and loving and more peaceful world. Mm -hmm. So those three, I would definitely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like the, I like it. yeah, and in the zombie apocalypse, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're in, yeah, do you know what I mean? And you come out of it and you guys will pop a proper, like, start a whole new world. A whole new movement. That's like really woke. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yes. The ones I ask this next are going to have to top you. Woo! That's a mountain to climb. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so, Michael, um, please tell us a little bit more about your creativity. Um, have you always been interested in being the creative that you've become? Um, is do you have a moment where you could say there was an aha moment that yeah, I think I'm I'm on the right path of life. Mm. I'm just going to keep doing this. Okay, so I never set out to be an actor. Um, I was on track to play soccer professionally in high school and called football. Love. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, which is still a major love of mine. <laughs> um, and I had a good friend in high school, his name was John Casey, who John like begged me to audition for this one act show that he, that our school was putting on. And John was the type of kid who was like heavily involved with musicals and plays and choir and was like obsessed with all things show tunes related. And yeah. I remember he like begged me to audition for the show. And I was like, dude, like, no, I like, I've got a scrimmage I gotta go to. So eventually, I relented and auditioned for the show. I forget what it was, but it was like some one act show or something like that. Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. the moment that I stepped on stage, they'd given me this sheet of paper with my character's lines on it. And I went in there and I started doing the thing. And I think that that moment, um, when I opened up my mouth, I was like, huh, this feels different. And yeah. there was like an electricity that uh, I remember sort of like, flowing through my veins in a way and mm -hmm. the auditors were like laughing at what I was doing and that connection I think was what solidified it um mm -hmm. being able to feel that I could have an effect on someone pretty immediately was really exciting for me and mm -hmm. in a way I guess I kind of really should credit John for getting my start in it because from there I basically started auditioning for every play that my school was putting on and then that led me to majoring in drama in college and then like honestly the rest is history. It's just what I've been doing um, nice. since 
since high school. Yeah. Awesome. Oh well, thank you, John. <laughs> yeah, John Casey. Yeah, <laughs> who's actually not even doing it anymore. He's like, oh really? I think he's like a music teacher or something at this point. But, oh wow! Yeah. I love that though. Oh, that's really beautiful. That like that he saw something and he was like, you know, you should do it, and you did, and you found you found something that's that's you basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So when we're talking about you know. Discovering you've got this love you just, you just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your? What do you have a process of your of creating the stuff that you make? Mm. Um, tell us about that. What's the start, the middle, and the end? Okay. And is it methodical or is it intentional? Okay, sure. Yeah. So, what I would say is in terms of like when I'm starting something. I usually tend to work backwards, actually, and what that actually entails is so. Let's say I'm first getting a script, I'll read it through, and automatically my brain is like looking for little tells or clues in the script that might reveal or be a gateway into character. Mm-hmm. Those clues I can then begin to craft on and build from, really build from there, and then really they help to inform the very first line that that's uttered by the person that I'm inhabiting. If that makes. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, there might be specific experiences that the person on the page and myself share. That can be a way in. And if all else fails and I don't really connect to the material, that's when I just start asking questions. Um, those right. questions lead to more questions, and then when it's time to do the actual damn thing, you just let it rip. And mm. listening and responding honestly, of course, within the context of mm-hmm. that. Um, and then, as far as like you know, in depth work of process in terms of mm. whether it's like intuition versus methodical i would say that it's a bit of both um mm-hmm. when it comes to intuition like when i'm first reading reading copy or reading script nothing compares with intuition because i in my opinion i believe that it's spirit led and it's the most purest and spontaneous form of response in any given situation mm-hmm. it's the most honest and the most specific so if i'm diving into script for the first time I'm noting what's coming up for me, or how my system is reacting to the material when reading it.、Um, yeah, the methodical side is also really cool too, because then you have the opportunity to do even more extensive research on your character. And so, like, let's、mm-hmm. say, for example,、uh, it's a character that I'm playing within a given time period. So that in itself lends itself to behavioral norms and speech and dialect patterns, which can also be a way into the creative process of. Mirroring the person on the page with myself, in a way. Mm-hmm.、Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I would say in terms of process.、Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you know, as far as like my choices as an actor up until this point,、um, mm-hmm. I would say that my journey throughout it as an artist has been, I guess, fairly deliberate.、Um, yeah. I've been on the academia route for a minute. Grinding way in drama school, and at this point, having gained my bachelor's and master's, and working professionally through that process, when I had pockets of free time. But、yeah. now that school is done, the career is definitely in a constant state of evolution.、Um, mm-hmm. Most roles that I've gotten are ones that I didn't expect to ever think I'd book or have a shot at, and are usually the ones that、mm-hmm. seem like. Huh? Like this is going to be like climbing a mountain. There's no way that I could actually believably take this on and do this. 
And then my mm-hmm. director will come in and be like, nah, bro, like that's in you. Let's pull it out. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so you said that you you've been in like um, academia for quite right. some time. You're you're a strong human being. <laughs> me, three years was enough. I will never look back. Uh, you and me both. <laughs> that is an understatement. <laughs> I mean, who oh man, yeah. The ego trip was great, and then you come out and you're like, wait, what? So no. Like, <laughs> It's hard out here. I have to pay rent yes. every month. Yes. <laughs> what is this world? Adulting is so <laughs> <What> hard. Is <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, so you've been in that, that whole academia like scene and you've had like work through right. that and in between. Um, but learning about acting, I imagine you get to learn the different techniques and the different styles. Absolutely. Um, do you have... a uh, a style that you kind of gravitate to so whatever role you do get you still you know like um how who is it um the joker um, or is Heath it ledger yeah yeah or daniel day no it's like they're they're more like they get into it they become that person until the very yes. end and it's to the benefit of the detriment of their actual life are you have you found yourself in that kind of lane or are you more the type who is you know no because of your intuition and because it's spirit-led, yeah. you like, you still stay individual. Well, I first will say, yeah. like, first of all, Daniel Day-Lewis is is impeccable. Like, that man know, is right? so, so committed to the fact that, yeah. like, I believe his wife, who is the daughter of uh, famed playwright Edward Albee, like, he uh-huh. would get so involved in his work um uh-huh. his method he was method and like it actually started to affect his family and i think his wife went to her father and was like bro like you need to talk to him Confirm you know him. because i'm losing my husband yeah. and i believe that they had a conversation and daniel was like okay i think it's time for me to retire and and take and yeah. sort of just take a back seat and he actually has retired now so but to not knock that i mean i would say that my acting style is honestly at this point simple listening and responding Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it as honest as possible um Mm -hmm. a teacher of mine said this one this one quote to us that has really sort of stuck with me both in my work and also in life where he says uh Mm -hmm. float more and steer less and I mean, sure, while you're in drama school, they expose you to various acting processes like Meisner and Stanislavski. Mm-hmm. And those methods are like super valuable. But for me, the greatest teacher has and always will be life. Um, if you don't live it as fully as possible, you can't really expect to bring anything to the work or really to have anything to say in it. Um, and mm-hmm. that's my philosophy. I feel like, you know, that's usually how my best work happens. And there has always been nuances and similarities that happen in my life where I can find the thread to embody another person's or another human's experience. Um, and mm-hmm. for roles that I've played in the past, I feel like they have already been extensions of myself. Um, and there's mm-hmm. been qualities and characteristics that are both known to me and also hidden that these humans can yeah. bring out and highlight. And um, I feel like, you know, Usually, I'm. I tend to be drawn to darker characters, um, people who are usually 
grappling with something internal or external have you and there's a fire mm -hmm. inside of them they're uh, they're underdogs ones who are either overlooked or marginalized in some sort of way um, a bit eccentric mm -hmm. but they have a ton of heart and they lead with it um, they're really smart individuals and people who are relentless to change their outer world so that it matches their inner um, so okay. yeah you know in terms of um, as an artist because of that I'm super cognizant of the work I choose to be a part of and most mm -hmm. importantly the question of why you know like why is this story important now um, and with that being said having sort of this political awareness um, for mm. me it is important to know how the work might impact the world and how it's shedding light about the community or the people that the work is focusing on um, mm -hmm. because not everybody has the mic um, and I think it, it is important to to make sure that everybody's voice is heard um, yeah yeah within that okay nice um so within that making sure that everybody's voice is heard i know you said that you are right. a playwright or a, a screen um mm -hmm, writer both, as well yeah. Wait, what okay quick question what's the difference uh playwriting versus screenwriting is, is there a difference yeah so uh with with plays i feel like when you walk into the theater um at least from mm -hmm. a playwright's perspective you're really writing from a place where ideas are being tossed against each other um, uh -huh. you really have the capacity to to be uh, more expansive with the language itself like you have more more breathing room to to write more essentially um, because the yeah. while the play is being seen it's also being heard so the language itself yeah. has the capacity to actually get inside of people because they're hearing it auditorily mm -hmm. um, and then I think yeah. with screenwriting Screenwriting is really, you're just writing in pictures, which is the beauty of film and TV. Um, less can be yeah. said and less is actually preferred um, because you have, you're, you're working with the, um, the vehicle of image. And so how do you tell an image with words? Um, and I yeah. think that with film and TV, like you really do have the capacity to, there are films that have been done where there has been no dialogue for like five minutes five minutes in and if a writer can do that successfully um yeah that can be really really powerful so i think that's sort of the difference between um between both forms is that like a playwright has the opportunity to to really like be flowery flowery with their language whereas a screenwriter really has uh -huh. to think about how am i writing in images uh -huh. yeah um i'm i'm i'm, I'm Awoken to a whole new world now. <laughs> Watch me talk about this like I know what I'm talking Day. about. <laughs> hey, people like, so I know the difference between the playwright and the playwright. <laughs> 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 oh God, you came on the spot. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Um, so, okay, so if, in, if right. in that light, as a writer who's also mm -hmm. an actor, how do you get your inspiration? And do you find you kind of write for your acting or are you very much a because i understand the actor's plight i'm going to i'm sympathetic right. to that um 
honestly, and for the things that I have written personally, I don't actually prefer to be in mm-hmm. my own work. It's like the most weirdest feeling to be speaking my own words. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. um, so when I'm writing, I'm not. I don't. I'm not really writing for myself. I'm usually writing because I'm grappling with something that has that I've gone mm-hmm. through or that has been done to me, and I'm working it out in the. Mm-hmm. Under the context and under the premise of like what I'm creating on paper, um, and I actually find so much joy in uh, seeing other people do my work um, because, in a way, it's a it's yeah. a it's a way of healing, um, and it's also a way to build community because usually some of the actors that I've worked with have uh, been through some of those situations or circumstances that I'm writing on the, on the page. Um, Mm-hmm. So as a writer, like I'm not, I'm not usually writing for myself and not to knock anyone that is like, but for me, I just find that it's like mm-hmm. a little, a little strange to be speaking my own stuff. It, it feels like super disconnected in a way for my, for myself. Um, and then, you know, in terms of like being both an actor and a writer and what inspires me, I mean, uh-huh. I have, oh my gosh, inspiration for me comes from everywhere. And so as an yeah. actor, you know, there are, there is this one actress who I have been, Mm. who I have like a major crush on. Um, (laughs) And she she would never know, but she may know now. (laughs) But um, her name is Jakina Calacango. And uh, Mm -hmm. Jakina was actually, she just recently starred in Slave Play on Broadway which is like this huge play that like sort of mm-hmm. went viral uh, this past season. And every single time I see her work, her presence on stage is just so charged. Like there's such a magnetism yeah. that she holds and every single choice and movement that she makes is so honest, man. Like, and that goes whether she's mm-hmm. on stage or screen. Um, I feel like she's one of those really rare artists who is a vessel Mm -hmm. that allows whatever to come through her. Mm -hmm. It comes out like unfiltered, untapped, and there's just so much heart and honesty. Um, And so I've always been a Mm. huge admirer of her from afar. Um, Mm. I would also say Jeffrey Wright and Coleman Domingo, um, two two black men um, who exude both mystery and have such a quiet strength in the roles that they, that they play um i think that they're ex- yeah. exceptionally gifted artists and really what i love about them is that they're both chameleons um mm. both on stage and on screen like they have the capacity to really just kind of like take their character's skin and like literally just disappear into it um i also feel like in terms of its of inspiration um, I love children and I love watching children at play, uh, studying them, yeah. just kind of existing amongst us big people. Um, they're so porous yeah. and affected by everything and everyone around them. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you you might laugh at this, but um, uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z are like my fairy godparents. Um <laughs> Listen, you're my new best friend. What? They're like Love. my imaginary fairy godparents. 
as human beings and as artists <laughs> and as business people, mm. they have broken so many barriers in this world. And I think that a huge reason as to why that is is because both of them are creators in charge of how their lives unfold. Um, and I'm obsessed with mm -hmm. both of them. I, I liken everything that I do to them. And uh, just as people, mm -hmm. like they're, 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 they're leaders within their own right. Um, yeah. As far as a writer goes, you know, like David E. Kelly, uh, he's a mastermind writer of many mm -hmm. hit series that have, that are currently on air and have also like, um, he just wrote uh, The Undoing with Nicole Kidman, which is fantastic. Um, yes, yes, yes. I mean, his writing is impeccable. Uh, I would love to work with him. Mm -hmm. And I also love of love Steve McQueen, who uh, the writer, not the, um, mm -hmm. the fashion designer, but Steve McQueen, the fashion designer, is also pretty dope, too. But McQueen, the writer and the director, <laughs> he's a genius as well. And I feel like there's yeah. such mm -hmm. care and craft in, that he takes in his um, yeah. in his work as a writer and, and as a director. And um, inspiration, I mean, like travel is something that inspires me. It's something that, I, that I've done at such a really young mm -hmm. age and music and dance. Like mm -hmm. I'm a very physical actor, so um, sometimes you know i love being able to tell a story without quote-unquote words in the theater and um mm -hmm. yeah so it, it it comes from everywhere i yeah, yeah it comes from everywhere no so that's so cool like when you were saying um children inspire you it's so true there's this show that comes mm. on here i don't know if you guys get it it's called i'm the secret life of four-year-olds and sometimes they do the secret life of five-year-olds where they group these kids during a summer break in a okay. um, nursery and they just like they you just watch what they what they get up to and there's this one episode where this guy or this little kid fell in love with this other little girl and then like she jumped him because he wasn't playing with her and he wasn't holding her hand and he uh. was so depressed and he was so upset and she was just like well he wasn't holding my hand so i had to, I had to and it's, it's it. it means so much <laughs> to them like him. they oh so I much. need to watch Joe. His whole world was done, and like she then started dating his friend, and then he was. Because, <laughs> it was like a whole drama scene. I can but imagine. But it's four-year-olds. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. If you ever get a chance, Secret Life of Four-Year-Olds. It is yeah. top quality television. It really is. <laughs> okay, so um, what is what does mm. acting mean to you? Um, and come like now that you may be at the at the at the beginning of totally. what one would say your career like what are you what what do you suspect is going to be the hardest thing is it like the, is it the starting point or is it like you know the strength to keep going i mean you've got the strength to keep going anyone who's able to finish uni oh my gosh. do anything in my eyes. yeah yeah but like, um, yeah <laughs> i was able to move through that trauma of uni absolutely um <laughs> you know to me uh what i do uh, the, like i guess the definition of what an actor means to me is an actor is an athlete of the heart um it's our job to wear it on our sleeve and to be so completely available and emotionally porous and malleable to the behavior and emotions that the person on the page is asking of us and to do it in a way that is completely truthful to the moment moment to moment um and i think you know as far as 
starting an acting career versus keeping it going i think when you're like which is harder i feel like when you're starting something it's super exciting right like and it's exciting because you don't have much stake in it at first because it's still being figured out and experienced and but within respect to that i feel like i think it's probably harder to keep it going um and i only say that because of the amount of criticism and rejection one can receive in the pursuit of what we do um i feel yeah. like actors you know we're expected to be completely open and vulnerable while doing the work which is inherently in front of other people mm-hmm. but the act in itself invites the actor to be judged and to not only be judged mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. an individual's work but also against others who are reading for the same part and to do that again mm-hmm. and again and again and yet still not be guaranteed that you're going to get the job um and so in a way i feel like an actor has to have some sort of intrinsic motivation that is holding them accountable to why they do it like why are they pursuing it mm-hmm. which hopefully informs why mm-hmm. one sticks with it in the face of those obstacles uh, one of the greatest battles when doing this type of work i feel is the battle with the self and in a way when i say the self i mean like mm-hmm. your own ego um the battle of your of your will to stick with it and so like when mm-hmm. at times when doubt and negative self talk creep in you know i feel like that type of stuff when that happens to all of us it's basically trying to usurp your own talent and god-given gift and like how do you use that to propel yourself mm-hmm. and how do you use that to 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 really stick with it and to move through um those emotions because that's really all that they are so mm. yeah i mean i commend you guys yeah i mean you it's not an easy job it's not an easy job um yeah and with that being said it has a lot of yeah it risk and also a huge reward um but mm. yeah i mean it's also like i think actors and well just artists in general i think that they are in a sense light workers like they're exposing things to people mm-hmm. or to the general public that may not always be um they're exposing like nuances and they're they're mm. always like challenging uh, and they're always challenging the status quo or they're always like interrogating what is existing and 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 asking questions you know like questions lead to more questions and i feel like artists are constantly mm. seeking answers right um in their work and mm-hmm. that may not be something that people who are not um artistically inclined may not always be privy to or may not always be asking those types of questions that those greater questions of like why are we all here and how do we make um this place more beautiful and more loving and more peaceful and um, i feel like you know actors have that's essentially what the work is about it's it's a recreation of of life and behavior and um yeah you know yeah 100% 100% Um COVID-19 is literally oh that one. Oh my god, can she please like. just go away? Shows up at the holidays and it's like it's like oh, <laughs> here we go and then the drama starts. 
maybe she slept with your with your mom with your dad or something and you never knew and then it just kind of pops yes. up that's, that's how i see covid-19 that oh one man <laughs> um god my yeah see where my mind no, goes no i feel you i feel you anyway um <laughs> how have you kind of fared throughout this whole situation creatively as is it been a blessing or in disguise or is it been like oh my gosh what do i do cuz um you ha- i presume you you work in theater but then at the same time you've also done yes um on screen stuff so mm-hmm. theater wise i don't know the 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 impact in new york but i know in london west end and all the other theaters have completely right. stopped mm-hmm. and it's like a crisis right now um so yeah how is your mental wellness creatively and you know in in those moments what that you were like why you know did did you kind of have to oh, come homie, up with a coping you know, mechanism <laughs> <laughs> um that this is a really loaded question and what i have thought about it um oh there's an airplane flying by right now um <laughs> um COVID-19 <laughs> honestly at times has felt super paralyzing and straight up shitty. And um the reason I say that is because when your business, when my business as an artist, as an actor is deemed non-essential, it's hard not to associate my own worth with that as a as a person as a human being um my work as an actor mm. and as a writer inherently um it exists from so many extensions of myself and i have to remind myself that while mm. this is true it's also a vocation right it's actually it's just a job yeah. just like any anything else um like any other and all mm-hmm. manner of success and the building of my life cannot emanate solely from my job and if it is then mm. it's unbalanced and so there in times when i am um down to be quite frank and really fearful and doubtful of like mm. oh god like is this a sign that i need to completely just let go of the pursuit of this and my you know when you disassociate yourself from the from the label of what the label of artist and actor mm-hmm. and writer like when you disassociate yourself from that then it's like oh god like uh, my identity mm-hmm. is so tied up into that so who am i right mm-hmm. um and it is mm-hmm. it has been a process of 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 surrendering and letting go and and actually like really getting back to my core and like doing doing my work and my work when i say like my work i mean like myself my like myself personal work like making space for myself to grieve making space for myself to find joy in other things mm-hmm. um making my making space for myself to actually really live my life um you know mm-hmm. like going back to the the work itself i feel like 
acting is to be an artist it's a 24 7 job because you're always alert to what is happening in and around you um and so when i have the privilege mm -hmm. to to work those like really long hours of work doing what i love that doesn't feel like work to me right so shooting 10 to 12 hours doing what i love feels like i'm in that god space and i'm doing what i meant to be doing and created for and i feel like i'm in sort of in a flow state which is like freedom to me but when you're not doing the thing that doesn't negate that living my life also can't um can't support that and in fact it's the very thing that supports the work um and so mm -hmm. in this moment of time in this covid 19 time um, the work will always mm. be there, but as I said before, if you are not dealing with everything that is coming up for you during this time, then mm. you really are missing out on an opportunity to, to really get to know yourself and to really, in a way, look at your blind spots, heal some things that may have been hidden, um, you're you're really you're really almost kind of like um what's the word i'm looking for you're you're it's an opportunity to really get to know yourself right now and to mm. check back in with what actually mm. matters mm. um and some of the things that actually matter are really simple um and have nothing to do with mm -hmm. the pursuit of of material things so that mm -hmm. is what this moment is for me. Um, fortunately enough, I have been working throughout it, but I would say it's like, it's, it's sort of like 40, 60, like I'm able to work, but the majority of this time has really been me mm -hmm. being in isolation, uh, me sitting with myself, me journaling, mm -hmm. um, me meditating and, and me like grappling with, with God and being like, bro fuck you you know like why like this is the most worst possible timing ever for this to happen and mm -hmm. and really having to like work through those emotions and be like this is all normal and the more that i'm working through that stuff mm -hmm. the, the faster that it can actually be processed through you um and then you you figure it out because ultimately it is going to work out for you. Okay. There's always an upswing. Mm. This might be mm -hmm. a valley, but once you get through the valley, you're going up the hill. So it's something that I think um, it's a moment in time for everybody to really excavate themselves and, and get back to what really matters, getting back to center in a way. Mm. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you're so right. Like, I think everyone who's creative has kind of had that moment of, yay, I can do it all. Like, I've got time to do this. I can do that. I can even do, you know, <laughs> laundry that's been piling up for four weeks. But like, <laughs> but then there came a point for me personally, especially in the first lockdown that we had, where I, all my anxiety, mm. all my insecurities just popped up. And I just thought I was... I was like sitting in a, in a room with all the curtains closed, TV not on, not even going on the internet. Cause it was just like, yeah. I'm not good enough. And it was, 
yeah you kind of have to push past that and it's so true like um so I mean, in COVID, yes, it's true. Like, you know, all those insecurities have popped up because all we have is got time to think about them. But before, when we would, when you're thinking about, Mm -hmm. like, you know, making it big in acting or just being a creative, especially, you know, like Mm -hmm. um, acting, of course, and music and stuff like that. LA, one of the the big names. New York, of course, stage, (laughs) but also TV. Um, London, right. there's like hot spots. Um, is that still true? I mean, do you need to be in um, those areas you know, to make it big now? I, I don't really know. I've only worked in LA and New York at this point, but I feel like, you know, if you fancy the West End, mm. oh, you know, why not go and do that? Um, I, one of mm. some of the best advice that I've gotten in when it comes to the pursuit of this career as an artist is to go where I could be happy mm-hmm. making a life, which has nothing to do with the job itself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now, actors, m- the majority of actors are probably doing a lot of self-tapes. You can self-tape anywhere in the country, in the world, mm-hmm. wherever you want. So uh, yeah, sure, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can choose to go to a, an artistic mecca to be in it but you can be in the mecca and still not be working so come on like you know like child preach where are you happy (laughs) making a life um and for me you know i'm the type who enjoys Mm -hmm. to be quite frank spending most of my time in the woods and living remotely very much off the grid um and then flying into wherever the work is taking place Mm -hmm. And that lifestyle for me allows mm-hmm. me to check out and then check back in when necessary and spending mm-hmm. time in nature um, and and really kind of being like by myself at times is, is what f- actually recharges mm-hmm. and fuels me to come back in and, and then do the thing that I love to do. Um, and that does not... Um, denote that I have to be living in a specific place Um, because the work, the very thing that I'm seeking is seeking me. The work that I want to do is seeking me and it's going to find me wherever I am. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, But like, is there a lesson that you've learned that you learned throughout the years that you were, you know, in academia that, you know, like, I know you just, you said something about like, you know, float more, Mm -hmm. steer, steer less. But like, is there anything else that you kind of learnt whilst mm. being in school that you know can probably be a source of protection mm. as you're going through your career? Yeah, you can so always turn back to it. You know, uni as an institution is a business, and um, the business has to sustain itself. And I think that a lot of a lot of these universities, RADA, Lambda, Juilliard, Yale, UCSD, NYU, the top institutions, um, they capitalize on the people who have come before, because there has been a track record that these are the people who are doing the thing at a really high level. This is what success is, and if you want to be successful, you have to come train with us so we can give you 
what you need. When in actuality, most people who are at those institutions, the reason why they're at those institutions is because they already have the thing that is different. They already have the thing that is that makes them an artist. But you're actually going there to refine your skills. But mm. those schools aren't giving you anything that you don't already have. Um, and so in in lieu of that, in terms of like things that help me to remember how to sustain like this lifestyle and this this um, growing and evolving in this art form is one of the main things both in the work and outside of the work for me is a very simple thing mm -hmm. is to just breathe um, the importance of breath there is literally so much free air breathe it mm -hmm. it's free you know like <laughs> we forget as people to just fucking breathe man and like in the work there's times when I forget to I forget to breathe um, in life, like living in New York City at times, I forget to breathe. Um, and and breath is everything, man. Like breath is in is, is in the transitions there. Like there is nothing that you cannot breathe through except death. So like. If you're not breathing, then like you're not living. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. That's so powerful. My breath, breath, that man, breath. Yeah. Like, wow. Breath. Mm. Mm. No, that's so true. Like, Just breathe, yeah. man. Breathe. Breathe. Inhale, exhale. Because ultimately, yeah. life is, I feel like, just nice. a, a series of experiences. It's a series of moments. And <laughs> some of those moments are really lovely, and some are just really fucking shitty. But you're still you still have to breathe through them mm. um or you cannot and then mm -hmm. it, you know mm -hmm. yeah so does your just breathe mantra then work with you in terms of collaborating because as an actor right as a playwright as a screenplay right um you have to collaborate you you have to right. talk to people <laughs> and understand people so to, yeah, to have those experiences be fulfilling and to, to make yes. sure that the end product is worthwhile. How do you, what do you do to, to, um, to aid and enhance those creative processes? Sure. No, no. Um, I think in, in response to that, um, yes, I think first and foremost, um, I've had to realize that everyone is working at different levels in this business. <laughs> you get you get exactly what i'm saying greta um i think uh you know you don't have to be brilliant or a genius to do this type of work um you really do not have to be um brilliant you don't have to be good at this and mediocrity mm. is celebrated in this business um and also uh, mm. there are there are artists who are working at a very high level and who are also very celebrated right and i think knowing that um mm -hmm. having grace for that 
grace for people who you're working with allows uh, grace for yourself. Um, being open to another actor's choices or his or her interpretation of how to tell a story. Because essentially, by default, you are creating a world with other human beings. And all perspectives are important mm -hmm. and valuable. And when I'm moving through that, mm -hmm. um, honestly, all that I can control before I step into the room or on set is just to do my work. And when I'm there, make the decision to play with others. Um, be open and mm -hmm. play. So I'm preparing just enough and then being prepared mm. to throw that preparation out the window and allowing for something new to be created. <laughs> oh, Which is why you have a podcast and you know, Listen, <laughs> if I... you're in charge. <laughs> like, I think, oh, but then it, to be mm. fair, I wish I had that ability to be able to throw it out the window and, um, go with what the other person is bringing like I literally ha have to I allow myself mm -hmm. to be quite like you know wiggle room in terms of how you, like if the person is like you more open to a conversation and a back and forth <laughs> then I'm like okay that they, they'll understand my crazy but then I have to plan myself to the point where <laughs> the crazy doesn't just come out instantly because I have had moments where I've humiliated myself. No, 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 no. Like Pro-Nazi <laughs> when I'm not. And it's just, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not black. And, you know, like, I'm, obviously I'm not. But yeah, like, that, that's the, so mm. I make sure, like, it's all very much, like, you know, timestamps and this, that, and the other, and emails and questions. Yeah. So when something <laughs> comes in, they like, give me all, I'm like, wait, wait a minute, no. No, <laughs> you're not allowed to be crazy before me. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, like being open and being flexible oh, with another person allows for spontaneity to come in. And I love um, mm. the magic of what that entails because like, it, it, it kind of goes back to like, you know, floating more and steering less. When you're floating, you don't necessarily know what's about to happen, but like, mm. If you've done your work, your work is the net that's going to catch you if you end up falling when you're playing, right? Like when you're playing yeah. within the confines of what you've been given, then, you know, and you're not thinking so intent intensely or intently about the work and you're just allowing things to just be created because that's essentially what creation is, right? Like it just happens. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so I, I would say like, you know, yeah, the, the spontaneity is what is probably the electricity that I that I feel when I'm doing my work and is the thing that reminds me, okay, just play, just play, just play, dude, just play, because you never know what's about to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. You 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 you've mastered an art mm. of allowing your ego to not take over, which is very rare for creatives <laughs> because hey, right? Ashamed to say. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I know my worth. <laughs> so you know, from time to time, it does creep in, and I'm like, no, no, that's yeah. But also, like, like that's valuable to too, to right? Because like, Who are you? I'm sure Beyonce, like, <laughs> she's like, nah, bro, like, I know what I'm doing, and I have a vision, and of course, you're here to help me serve my vision. Yeah. So like, yeah. either get on board or get out. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, never have the truth of that statement is um. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, hey, but you can't blame her. You can't knock her because. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, she's carrying weight. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just... <laughs> um, <laughs> oh gosh. See what I'm talking about? Like, ooh, no, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. The rails. It, it, it goes left real quick. Yes. <laughs> um, social media. I'm mm. starting to believe is for you guys, you actors. It ain't for the rest of us because I, there's only so much you can do as a painter or um, designer that kind of okay. works with reels. Well, personally, anyway, I found. Um, so I think the, the the actors and the singers, you guys are sure. really benefiting from the way social media is headed. To, towards because you know you've got all these platforms mm, that mm. you can show different pockets of yourself um how are you navigating social media mm. um is it effective as is and you know how how do you engage with with your, with your <laughs> followers um do you have followers you know people choose <laughs> to follow, follow me and follow i don't quite know side? why because you know here's the thing <laughs> Great. I think all of what you said has um, is very true uh, to an extent, specifically for actors or creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, mm-hmm. I fucking hate social media. Um, <laughs> I hate it. Hallelujah. And, um, Join the crew. <laughs> there have been times when I've taken a whole ass break from it. And when I do so, life feels a lot simpler. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a I don't have a Facebook anymore. I have Instagram, but I don't. I'm not a Twitter a Twitterer. Um, you know, like life feels simpler. There's no FOMO that I'm experiencing, and the relationships that mm-hmm. matter to me, mm-hmm. my chosen family, those people know how to get in contact with me. Um, at times, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Social media feels inauthentic and unnecessary and actually quite dangerous. Um, you are mm-hmm. at times looking at everybody's highlight reel and um, which is not normal. And, you know, I have some people who I've seen who will put up content of themselves in in like really hard moments and those moments are super truthful but then when you're sharing that on a platform when does that then become performative mm. um you mm. know I, so i i can't I, i'm not knocking that but i'm also like knocking that you know like um why do you feel a need to to share everything um so i don't know i i think um mm-hmm. It can be a little dangerous when you're comparing yourself with with other people based off of your highlight reel and social currency at times mm-hmm. has become more important than true connection with people. Um, I mean, there's that um, that one episode mm-hmm. on Black Mirror with um, that actress. Um, mm-hmm. I forget her name, but she's a redhead. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. And that oh, the, is yeah, so... The Bryce Dallas Howard is her name, right? Um, mm-hmm. That is so eerie 
that mm. and it's 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 actually what we're like living in a way and that is um oh mm-hmm. god like that is the death of of uh of humanity and i think you know at it times yeah. people forget that and mm-hmm. and so for me you know i have it and i i don't really post i post everything related to my work um and with that said mm-hmm. i feel like when my career expands further i'll have a team that'll be in charge of that or other will just get rid of it altogether um because it's not really it's not really my style man like it's not really my style mm. yeah no i'm with you like <sighs> like like at the start of this you saw how like i was just i don't know if you heard me i was, I was and also like you know there's like why there are actors working? who don't have um, it you know like jonathan majors who's really hot right now um a very gifted actor uh who was on Lovecraft Country he doesn't have any social media and he's thriving um mm-hmm. living a very ordinary life mm-hmm. but having exactly. an extraordinary career in the public eye and he does not need mm-hmm. social media because in a way it actually kind of takes away from i feel like the more people know about you specifically for what i do as an actor it's like then they start to create and form mm-hmm. an opinion of you while watching your work and yeah. if you have if you're thinking about what you just saw yeah. me post on social media when you're watching me in a movie you're not actually really in the movie you're not watching the narrative you're not letting the narrative affect mm-hmm. you you're letting the person and the human like sort of no. cloud your opinion of of the work in a way which is counterintuitive so yeah it really is like i saw just how bad social media is for humanity during this whole exactly. covid/blacklivesmatter situation and like i saw all these people who were literally just oh, yeah. you know the thing that really got my nerves yes. like that stupid black box on on a tuesday to show solidarity and i was like no honey i it, that's not showing solidarity like at all because the very next day right yeah it, it can it's, it's it can be borderline performative um, so <laughs> exactly how have you saved me as a black woman by that little black box like, explain to me and uh, yeah and i i'm just over social media i'm over people having to mm-hmm. prove that they're woke through social media like that for me doesn't make you for the cause whatever your cause is like having somebody's having black lives matter lgbt the the the, the rainbow flag and then at the same time mm. tweeting liking every trump tweet or every katie hopkins tweet but at the same time you've got you know your pronouns yeah. how you want to be like that there's a disconnect there you either you, you yes human beings we are very much whole beings so there's diff- different sides to us there's certain things that i might believe in that people mm-hmm. be like wait a minute that doesn't make sense but i'm not here to on my social media to kind of push an agenda no like i i, I hate that and for 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 somebody to make it big now they have to always prove that they know yeah. what's going on in the world no you don't 
<laughs> you don't know what's going on right now in in Zimbabwe right. like to the Zimbabwean people so and that's okay right. you're not there it's not your life you don't have to prove that you know it oh anyway i digress yes <laughs> um if everything has been done before huh. how are you creatively you know i i don't really it? think that i've had the how opportunity to experience that as of yet and obviously nothing is new under the sun things are usually recycled and recreated but just in a different form in a different way and so what i would say to this is like when i have the opportunity that i that i'm going to just fuck shit up um <laughs> that's just me though but honestly i don't think that i've had um an opportunity yet to to give you an honest answer um in regard to that question so yeah <laughs> yeah nice i like that Honesty is the best policy. Thank you. <laughs> um, if the arts, going back to being a little bit serious, um, the arts are important to how culture sure. and society moves forward and <clears throat> changes. Like we were just speaking right now about how social media you can see. Um, mm. Do you think it's your responsibility as an actor, as a writer, to steer um, the audience into, you know, mm. seeing the world a certain type of way? Or is it the audience's um, responsibility mm. to make you You know, I think that... Um, I think the artist does have a responsibility in the work but to that end it is not my responsibility to to change your mind because ultimately people are going to think what they want to think people are going to do what they want to do in everybody's mind everybody is right yeah. right and that is a privilege that's also a blessing to be able yeah. to i think that's a blessing that has been given to everybody by by life force by god by source whoever it is that you that you deem mm -hmm. um that force that is has created all of us i think um mm -hmm. but as an artist as for me as an actor i think that it is absolutely important for me to know um that you know my work is in service to something greater um it's in service of pushing the needle forward to create a more loving, mm -hmm. a more open place to exist with each other. That's not the world that we live in currently. Um, but I think people are waking up to that. And I think there is this quote that Nina Simone, yeah. Miss Nina Simone has said, and I feel uh, I'd like to share it with you. It's um, she says, what I hope to do all the time is to be so completely myself that my audiences, people who meet me are confronted. They're confronted with what I am inside and out and as honest as I can be. And this way they have to see things about themselves immediately. I'm with Miss Nina Simone <laughs> through and throughout. Mm -hmm. um, she is, uh, yeah. that's prolific. Um, she's staying true to herself and letting her work, mm -hmm. her truth speak and whoever is watching it or whoever uh, has come into contact with it is either inspired 
enlightened, they're irritated, mm-hmm. um, they're disgusted, but just the, the, the crashing into each other, the, the general public crashing in with her work, no matter what happens, you are confronted. And you can choose to either engage or you can choose to walk away, but something has happened in that exchange. Mm. And it's the exchange that I think is probably the most important part of, mm-hmm. um, for me at least, from what she has said. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> Miss <Yeah>. Simone. <laughs> yeah. Nina's right. Miss <laughs> Simone. Um, I'm guessing you do listen music to music. Music is life. You're not just, you know, one of those people that doesn't listen to music. I'm not me knocking either. them. <laughs> I just don't know how they survive. <laughs> um, so, like, do you like do you have a playlist that you kind of turn to, and within that playlist, is there yeah, like I one mean, song I, that you're like? I have a ton of playlists. Okay. <laughs> I have a girl. ton. Repeat, Willie, that DJ. Yeah. What What's the general consensus? Like, right. What type of playlist do you play for someone? Um, like, if you're in a, you know, in a role. You I, I definitely use that. music as a way in. If I feel like, yes, I use music as a as a as a tool to help me drop into character. Um, but there's not like one playlist that I'm always using for every specific character. Um, mm-hmm. But I do. I have many playlists. You know, I have a gym playlist. I have yeah. a meditation playlist. I have uh, a, a jazz playlist. Like I love jazz. But the the song that has always been a through line for me in terms of just like if i'm down or if i'm super happy mm-hmm. or if i just want to dance and have like a crazy dance party by myself in my in my room um is michael jackson's want to be starting something uh, mm. <laughs> that song is yes. is like euphoria to me um yeah so that that's my go-to uh is that particular song and there's just something about it um yeah. that uh that really brings me joy and and i love it a lot so um. yeah <laughs> it really yes. is one of those songs isn't it it's like a bad bitch you can have song. a full-on like, dance party in your room song, by yourself like, you're gonna... and i have done it many times <laughs> so yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> we need to see that content. I have to That's post something on social media or something like that. Like, yeah, you know. give us that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In your rare posts, just yeah, spend it out there. Um, have you ever received any other advice that you kind of think is like mm-hmm. the best thing that you've ever heard, other than float more mm-hmm. and steer less? Um, is there anything else? Also, um. If, is there anything that you could change now or in the near future mm-hmm. that won't have any benefit in present, but in years to come? Um, okay, so really, like, the best advice that I've received ever, 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 ever in anything, in anything, mm-hmm. is to just mm-hmm. be you. Mm-hmm. Just be you, because you're enough. So just be you. Um, very simple, mm-hmm. but also at times 
a little hard, but just be you, I think. Um, and to your second question, okay. in my 31 years of life, uh, up to this point, my, my journey has taught me that life is a nonlinear process. And for me, I am the type of person who is so consumed with making plans and, and being here and being there and doing life. But in reality, just know that like the real is that life is actually doing you. Um, she's actually doing all of us. And the moment that you can really release and surrender <laughs> and, and know that life is actually so uncertain for all of us and that the illusion is that you think you're in control, but boo, you're actually really not. You're actually mm. really, really not. Um, and that's the beauty of it. You, you, you do what you can in terms of like your version of control, but otherwise, after that, there's also a second part of the equation and that's life getting to like be a part of it mm. so um life is you know life mm -hmm. does you instead of doing life allow life to do you is what i would say yeah nice nice um with the beauty um, of hindsight would you do anything differently hmm I think that hmm, that is a very, very good question. There's so many answers. And I think right now, I wouldn't <laughs> at 41, 10 years later. Um, Shall I hit you up at 41? Um, I wouldn't <laughs> because I think that every day that I'm given, I am actively aware that I'm trying to become better. Uh, I really am trying to become better every day in, in how I move through the world, um, how I show up for people, how I love. Um, yeah, um, I, re I really, I, there's this podcast that I was listening to, Brene Brown, yesterday, and uh, she talks about um, having a strong back, mm -hmm. a soft front, and a wild heart. And um, when an individual is, mm -hmm. has mastered that, which is pretty much like impossible, but um, that is something that I'm striving to, to have, mm -hmm. um, genuinely, with anyone who comes in contact with me. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm half foot well strong back is a bit dodgy for me because yeah soft front softness but soft front the last like what seven eight months it's yes. soft <laughs> I know that's not what you meant but you know um, um, would you tell your yeah you I, I would anything? say just trust more trust your process trust um, what comes up for you in any given moment mm. um, trust just just trust more yeah mm -hmm. yeah oh my mm. gosh and speaking of trust <laughs> let's play would you rather okay 
Are you sure? Okay, we'll do it in two. I, I can, you know. Okay. Yeah. I did. That I will did. Be me. <laughs> I did. Did you pick one? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So, would you rather be liked, trusted, feared? Okay. Envied, I would rather be trusted. And I say that because I really, really value my relationships. Um, my friends are like my chosen family at this moment in my life. And um, I feel like trust as, as a bond, as an emotion, as... Um, as an experience is such a delicate and deep level of intimacy between people. Okay. And I liken it to like, like this person like really fucking has my back and vice versa. And when deep trust like that exists between people, mm-hmm. um, that is irreplaceable and it is so valuable. Um, so I, for me, between all six of those, um, my yeah. choice is to be trusted. Um, it's it's a it's it's almost kind of like one of the highest versions of love, in a way. Um, and for me, uh, there is so much love yeah. uh, between all of my friendships, and and um, yeah, I value that a lot. To trust and to be trusted. Yeah. Nice. Um, my okay. s- <laughs> if I had to ask you to pick another my one, second would, pick? would probably be um, <laughs> imitated. Yeah, and it, I say imitated because mm-hmm. imitation yeah, is imitation. one of the highest forms of flattery in my mind. I think that um, if you can have an effect on someone like that so mm-hmm. great that they want to fucking imitate you then you have literally made such mm-hmm. an impression on them that impression has been like you have inspired them so greatly mm-hmm. that they that in their response of trying to recreate or yeah. trying to create something of their own that like you have made such an imprint on their own creation mm-hmm. on their own process of creation um and that's what mm-hmm. i hope to to represent, to represent for, for life, mm-hmm. um, or for people in my life, I think and it, it's it's a hell of a compliment for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Last but certainly never least, um, we creatives are ever changing. So maybe yeah, in five years' time, or even. Mm shorter than that I might talk to you again and you'll have a different response but we all have a legacy that we want to kind of be left that, that we kind of want to leave do you have that well, I know mm. so I can't in five years time that. um what do you hope your legacy or 15 <laughs> 10 <laughs> yeah five a month 15, yes. 20, 10, <laughs> a month who knows? Um, life is a bitch. Hmm, yes. Um, sometimes life, sometimes me. <laughs> I hope that my legacy is that anyone who comes into contact with me or my work leaves feeling inspired or something inside of them has been sparked, you know, like 
and sparking a way to examine self and then to become the next highest version of themselves. Um, I hope to like light a fire under people to to achieve their next greatest desire. Um, so yeah, I hope that when people come into contact with me that they just feel they feel enlightened. They feel um, they feel sparked. They feel some sort of like fire that yeah that emanates through them. Mm. I think you're 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 on your way to that because if I'm being honest, talking to you, it it has been really inspiring. We're figuring it, it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're, 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 you're there honey ah, thank you it, it has been a joy thank you so much yeah. uh, Mark it's been brilliant talking to you yeah um, yeah thank you and um, before you go because <laughs> I'm off the grid right. find you. Um, we'll, we'll barely find you on social media <laughs> and like yeah if they're ever in New York or LA yeah you like, know I'm, I'm, I'm on the grind right now as an actor um, auditioning and and getting in the room and it's some really great stuff that has come my way and and it is a process that I am uh, being um, that I'm enduring I think right now and I'm excited for what is to come in 2021 um, so that's what I'll say about that but as far as like connecting with me you yeah. can find me on Instagram at Michael Rashawn um, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-I-S-H-A-W-N or you can Google me there's some of my work on there um, I also have a website currently being built and it will be released towards the end of the year so be on the lookout for that uh, MichaelRashawn.com and uh, yeah you know yeah that's that's all I got that's all I got mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all it's got but it's a lot and we love you, it. <laughs>